Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. All right. Welcome back to The Boiling Point, Greg. Good to be with you again. It's always good to be with you, Dave. Always. <laughs> always. Like, like I said a long time ago, what, what, one of my favorite uh, things I look forward to on The Boiling Point is just spending time with you in this, in this small little room. It's, right. it's intimate. Uh, it's dark. Um, one of the neat things that we can tell our, our uh, faithful listeners is uh, we've decided to drop the temperature in here by a few degrees by just turning the light off. So Dave and I are in pitch dark, pitch black right now. Uh, and not, it's, it's not, not pitch. Well, black. pretty close. Where are you? I can't punch you. I can't even see you. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, why don't you tell so, us about uh, the, our, <laughs> our next guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, the, the great part about turning a light out is it does cool this place down and... But the, the disappointing part is, like, as as we systematically kind of throw each other uh, under the bus, we can't really see the person's reaction, but that's okay. You can just imagine. <laughs> it's so romantic. I, I'd like, and you know this 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 fine gentleman I'm going to introduce you to, who's on the phone listening, um, Wayne Jago. And Wayne, Wayne's a, uh, I, I've only got to know Wayne in the last few months. Um and and he he's his his signature like in terms of how he signs off, um, his emails is really cool. And this will just kind of be a little bit of a uh, of a window into to what some of the work Wayne does. And he's got and and actually by the way we don't have time to go into everything he does, so we're going to probably focus on 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 a few areas. But um, he signs off yours in ideation, okay, and nice. then Wayne Jago, and uh, and he's defined as a trend spotter, an idea agent and a catalyst of change, and who more perfect to have on the bowling point than, uh, than Wayne Jagger. Brilliant. Wayne, how are you, brother? I'm doing fine. Uh, well, I'm glad to be here, actually. It's great. So, Wayne, um, thanks for coming on. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, now you've done a lot of things, so may- maybe you could start by just giving us like um, like a, a succinct as possible kind of overview of all the incredible things you've done, including being you know authoring books and 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 some of the fabulous things you've done. And then I'd really like to focus our conversation around you know this idea of ideation and and what that means to you and how you help companies and and individuals and that sort of thing. Sounds great. I still think you guys need some candles and maybe some incense in that room of yours. It, it, it would bring it, that would bring it up another five degrees. <laughs> that would get up another five degrees. Well, it is a, it is peculiar, uh, my story in, in some ways. I grew up in the restaurant industry. I've always, you know, at a very young age, I was fortunate enough um, to serve Prince Andrew. I used to have a cooking show in CBC. I uh, created the first online dining guide in 1997, uh, dinead.com, uh, well ahead of, um, uh, you know, the internet as it was just starting. So my, my whole um, reason to be has been around customer-centric type businesses and primarily in the hospitality industry. When I sold DineAid and I, uh, I sold to uh, Caustic Publications in Toronto, I moved to Toronto and was there for a, a few years. And, and while I was there, uh, there was a re- this would have been in 2003, I think it was, and there was a real trend 
uh, everybody had databases, but they didn't know what to do with them. I want to send out emails. This is before emails really were were um, were really popular in the sense of email marketing, etc. So I kept getting all these people asking to do to manage databases and different things like that. So. I moved back home. Three years later, I moved back home, and I ran into a gentleman in Fredericton, Paul Simmons, who's been on your show before from Robert Simmons, great guy. And he uh, he was asking me, I've got, you know, uh, chamber directories. I have this. I have business cards. Can you help homogenizing these uh, emails together, the database? And out of that, out of that long-winded kind of spiel is that I've always been intuitive to ideas or spotting trends. I, it's just more of what will happen. And um, sometimes they're too far out there. But at the same time, I've always been blessed to think outside the box. So, well, for a long time, I used to think it was bad to tell people I was that way, but that's just the way it is. So I've been really kind of embraced it. So you're, you're spotting... Um, you know, these trends, you're spotting stuff like way upstream. Yeah, so in effect, the idea of what had happened was because people where I'd been working for particular establishments before is now uh, people are saying, what can I do with this data? What can I do? And all of a sudden, I created an ad agency uh, around the concept of thoughts. So, hey, Dave, what can we do for you? Or Greg, what can we do for you? And then what happened is, Somebody's got to execute it, so we put together a team around that. But as that grew, that was the Belton Group, and uh, unfortunately, uh, what was what was great but also sad at the same time is within three months, we had something like 30-some clients all over North America, and everybody's always said that, you know, I can get anybody on board a bus, it's keeping them on the bus, and, and we failed. The business closed, and it hurt uh, for for close to two years, I was almost a, a hermit, and I didn't want to come out. I was embarrassed by it. And so for me, I think looking back now, what happened was that I, I had so many people that believed in, in me or the, the company or what I've always done, a lot of people supportive, and uh, I just didn't want to get out. And people, I remember uh, two or three people calling me and saying, you got to get out. And, uh, and I, I, you know, here's Dave Vale and, and uh, part of um, Wallace McCain and ELP5 group. And uh, I joke, they, they asked me to come out uh, to tell a little bit about what I do. And, and to me, it felt like an intervention. It wasn't planned that way. But the point was, it was great because it forced me to take a real solid look at what my inventory of core strengths were. The, the benefit, though, of this, what I didn't like at the time, was seeing what I'm not, just facing the fact of what I'm not good at. So you can ask me to come up with great ideas and all that stuff. That I can do, it's like breathing. The execution is the hard part. And I think it was um, uh, Edison that once said, uh, an idea without execution is an hallucination. And I, and I think it's really important that somebody like me, who I, I see Dine.com in 1997, to me, it made sense to jump in the trench and just do it because nobody else was doing it. Now I see that it's better to come up with the concepts and pass it off to somebody who can operationalize it. Somebody who can take and is great at the operation side, the finance side, the execution side, and I live in a sweet spot of generating ideas and concepts for clients. And that is what's happened to me in the last little while. And because of that, I created a company called Belton Labs, and Belton Labs is just 
solely there to uh, create business concepts, uh, ideating them uh, pre-revenue for uh, entrepreneurs, VCs, anybody who wants to buy them. So that's what's been, that's what I've been working on uh, on uh, just lastly. So when you asked initially about myself and my history, I think gave you hit the nail on the head. Introduction, yours and ideation. I want to spot a trend. I want to be the idea agent to push it, and then I want to help be the catalyst to change. And that's what uh, that's my sweet spot right now. That is awesome. Wait, what what a what a cool story and. Uh... So inspiring, too, because so many of us have, have been there where um, the perception of failure has because because the, the other thing about being an entrepreneur, we we're told constantly to celebrate failure, fail fast, get back up on your on your feet. But sometimes it's not as easy as that. Sometimes it really kicks you in the, in the gut when you're down. You, and not only have you felt like you disappointed yourself, you feel like you're disappointing, you know, that that whole community. Um that has been supporting you. Uh, I, 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 just to jump in, I agree a hundred percent. I think the embarrassment of it to let people down or people that were champions for you and you to drop the ball. It, it, it always seems like it's just you one person and all the weight is on you. But what you have to realize, there's a lot of reasons why business fails, fail. It's not just you alone. There's, there's all different kinds of circumstances, but when you take it personally, who most, you know, I have a hard time because I, I wear everything on my sleeve, so to speak. I find that's the hardest part is say, okay, I've made a mistake. And I did. I, I really screwed up. So now, okay, what did you learn from it? And that's the real lesson. Oh, completely. And uh, outside of that, coming out of it, you have been able to figure out the parts that you feel you're not strong at uh, and carve that away. And now you're focusing on the one thing that you that you really believe in, which is being creative and coming up with ideas, which is what people want to pay you for anyway. Not all this other stuff about you know growing a, a specific type of business and managing people or whatever the cases might may have been. What a cool thing to be able to shed those layers. And uh, uh, it's another neat thing about this podcast is we never have a, a real idea of where we're going to go with it, but we have talked multiple times about how failure has to be embraced. But really, what a, what a reality check to say, yeah, but it's not easy. But if you can get yourself back up uh, eventually, um, and if you learn from those lessons, look what you can do. You can do what you're doing right now, which is probably everything that you've ever wanted to do. And it's a, it's a weight off, too, by the way. It, it's just that monkey off your back. And, you know, customers that you used to work with. And, uh, you know, on top of this, uh, you know, everybody has adversity uh, uh, parents passing away or different things happen, you know, over time and you take that with business failure and you just don't want to get out of bed sometimes in the morning and you let people down. But however, it's coming out that other side, like you're saying is that, you know, to embrace that because right now I know that I could do a seminar tomorrow on, you know, five things that will disrupt the way businesses will operate within the next 12 to 24 months. How important is that for me to share that? Well, I, I wouldn't bang a drum like that ever before. I was For a guy who's pretty wound up and energetic, I'm pretty passive about my own marketing. So I always thought it was funny the last, last literal three to four months, I now know that sweet spot, like you say. So it's pretty good. So, um, so coming out the other end, um, 
clarity in terms of, you know, w- what your passion is, what you love to do and how you can best, you know, serve the your customers, the world, you know, the marketplace. Um, how, so how do, so if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, God, I'm, I'm, we're, you know, we, we're, we're ready for a breakthrough as an organization. Uh, we've got a bunch of ideas floating around. Um, let's bring Wayne Jago in. Like what happens? How do you, how do you support, uh, an organization or an individual or an entrepreneur, you know, with this idea of, um, with the ideation concept? Certainly. Great question. Um, I had the fortunate, uh, occurrence in all this stuff that happened, uh, the timing they see in lifetime is everything. I went to learn a process, a facilitated process about structure in ideating or brainstorming. Now, you, you guys are very familiar with brainstorming. However, you use different tools in the process of brainstorming to facilitating a brainstorming session. And I was blessed to actually come across Lego Serious Play. Yes, you heard that right, Lego. What you remember the bricks that you played with as, as a child, or maybe still do, it doesn't matter. And one of the things that, that I loved about it is there was very defined structure to the process of ideating or brainstorming. Because most of the time people think, let's just brainstorm and ideate, and all this stuff comes out and whatever. But what is really distilled as actual items that can be used? What are items that we can really leverage? What is real-world practical application? So I created a, a, a session and workshops year-round, what's called Unlocking the Genius Within. And what this means is that 80% of the problems a business or operation has can be solved by the people within the operation themselves. So you don't need to go external to say, okay, what are all these breakthroughs that can occur? 80% of the time, most of those things can be solved by the staff. Well, how do you get that out? In a traditional meeting or brainstorming session, you have people who lean back in meetings. So how do you get them to lean in and participate? How do you take that person who's the alpha male in the room or female who wants to dominate their viewpoint? How do you take a team member who's intimidated or doesn't want to share what's going on uh, in front of a boss who may look at them, why are you bringing that up? I've told you not to bring it up before, kind of mindset. What Lego Serious Play does is it's very structured in a way of what is the problem? Okay, let's just say we want to create, we, we want to create an increase in customer satisfaction or customer service. Do we want to wow our customers? What can we do? And what you do is everybody is given bricks, the same bricks, the same, the same kits, and everybody builds their interpretation through metaphors of what can be done. So there's pre-work done before, there's the actual utilization of Lego and other tools during the process, and then there's post-work. So what we would do is help a business ideate, but then distill down to what are the best things that can be done. Do you, do you know what you know what I like? Like just uh, what really attracted to me this is, um, as I personally, I mean, I love you know, like the idea of brainstorming is great, but I find if if people, and I don't know if this is a uh, this is a you know an area that I need to grow in, but the idea that you get a great idea, uh, um, uh, you know, that's wonderful, but if you're not gonna execute against it or, or work towards it, um, it almost kind of seems like a pointless exercise. It does, and it, that's what happens. It reoccurs every time. What's the point of this? Nothing's going to change. 
why am I doing this is another dumb exercise. Oh, yeah, another brainstorming session. We don't get anything out of it. What's interesting about the, the Lego Serious Play methodology is that if, if I asked you, Dave Vale, to build a tower, and I asked Greg to build a tower, each one of you, that is your tower. It's nobody else's tower. So if I ask you what is important about that tower, it is you speaking with unbelievable clarity at that very point in time. And when you go around the room and you ask everybody in this situation who built a tower, why is it important? What is XXX? What happens is everybody communally shares. If you just take that one tower and you add multiple things in it, what you do get out of it is 100% participation. And by having 100% participation, it becomes engagement and everybody says, wow, we can build on this. And just to add to this, and I, and I was thinking a lot about you two, especially you two, um, because when you think Lego is, it's called hands to mine, it's 3D modeling, it's building. You can put bricks in front of anybody and they can start building things and they don't even know what they're building. They're just, it just happens. It just occurs from a neuro level. It just happens. And you think if you have a person who's very, very serious, let's say you have an accountant, uh, somebody who's a CEO, somebody who's really structured, and then you have other people who more are on the creative side. When you think about it, how do you get somebody who's, who's more professional, serious, a little bit more stiff, an accountant type, for example, how do you get them to let their hair down a bit? Well, what happens is Lego does that because you revert to your childhood in a lot of ways and you don't even realize it. So I can just picture if I, if we were kids and we were all going to go out to go sleigh riding or to go tobogganing, Greg would already be out on the hill, right? He'd already be gone. You, Dave, you'd probably be saying, would you say to your mom, well, you know, we better look at this in a safety light or whatever. The point being is that when you're, when you get older, you, you take your, your clay is gone out of you for most people don't want to, you don't want to show that raw person in there because you're in a business setting and it may not be professional. So what Lego does is allows you to communicate in a fun and easy way of, of in an important way of what, what needs to be solved or, or ideated. I, I love this way because it's a, uh, I, I always have this term about kid brain. And if, if, yeah. I, if I was ever to write a book, I think it would have to be on that topic because when I am happiest and most creative, it's it's at the exact same time that I'm absolutely silly, ridiculous, awkward, uh, you know, and and there's something about allowing yourself to play like a kid uh, that is so freeing and creatively. And uh, if you can uh, create that environment and workspace on, on a daily basis, it's really amazing what comes out of it. And, uh, uh, you know, years ago, and I got to bring this back, but years ago, and Dave would remember this when he used to coach us in the basement of my house when we started our company. We had a jam room, so anytime we were just losing it, you know, uh, the, all of us played music. We'd go out and literally jam for eight minutes, you know, get on the drums, the bass, guitar, and just just crank her out, you know. And just that one little bit of play kind of reset us for the rest of the, rest of the day, you know. It was fantastic. And so you're you're embracing that and rolling that out into executive teams and man, that's that's a really cool thing. Uh, how, how's the market picking up on it? Is, is, are, are they really uh, taking taking it up? And well, actually, uh, I just I, I took the, the courses and the sessions in in 2013, and that's when 
the business uh, a lot of adversity and different things. So I'm just actually coming out of the shell to um, to start with this. So I've done some sessions and workshops, different things, and uh, everything that I've done to date has been just so positive. Um, I, I just got to quote something Plato said. Uh, you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than a year of conversation. Now, that hits right on the head with you, Greg. The The whole point is that when you're playing, you learn about different things, and your mind is free. So uh, I just wanted to, to tell you that. Uh, as far as the market, it is embracing the, the courses and the stuff I've done today. And now that uh, I know specifically what I want to do and how I'm going to go about doing it, uh, working with different partners and uh, associates, then um, the sky's the limit. So I'm just putting the finishing touches on some things while other things we've already been doing. So, well, Clearly, uh, you and I need to talk soon. <laughs> well, and, and, I would love to talk to you. Yeah, and then other people want to talk to you as well, Wayne. So how do people find you? Um, and uh, and then I just got a kind of a final question for you. And... Um, and we'll, Greg and I will do a wrap up. But so, how, how do people sure. like like Greg learn more about this and, and about you? You can go to WayneJago.com uh, and uh, W A Y N E J A G O E dot com C O M. And on that site, you'll find links to Belton Labs cohort report, uh, our seminars, workshop, speaking keynotes, all those different things. So it's all there to be had. If you could wrap this up with one piece of advice for all the listeners um, to actually really tap into their creativity and that playful side of them and, you know, that you know more authentic side, what piece of advice would you give? That's, that's a great question. I think that guys like Greg and I uh, are naturally creative, and then you have other people that – are a little more structured and how do you tap in everybody taps in at a different level at a different time at a different zone and whatever i i think i've got to turn back to greg a little bit on this one is that when you are in the zone uh of what of just what's natural to you or just habitual whatever you're doing that's when the eureka moments come why do people they, you can, I can ask you a question or, or probe or whatever, and hours later, the next day you could be in the shower, and all of a sudden, your mind is free. Why is that? Why is it that you can come up with the answer always afterwards, right? Why is it? Why is that? And you need time to percolate. So I think to answer your question in a real succinct way, I think that you need time to percolate the, the solution or problem, but at the same time, be in that space that it becomes natural. And if that's playing, if that's being around friends or family, whatever it is, even reading sometimes can actually stimulate other things. So I think it's important to find what that, that little place that you're happy with. It's hard, but if you can, natural things will percolate. That's, that's good advice. You know, you know, it's funny. Um, and, and we've been referencing this the hockey a number of times, and I'm just having more fun with it than anything. It's something I play a lot as a kid, and I gave up for 15 years, and I've just recently started playing pickup hockey. And what's in it, and, and I hear people describe and describe it, you know, playing music. Uh, I hear people describe it playing golf. But it's this for me. It's this what I think what I really enjoy is a great exercise. But it just my mind is totally free because I'm not thinking about anything. And it's what's fascinating. Yeah 
And so that would be my thing. And it's, you know, I don't know, probably because I grew up playing hockey, you know, it was a real, real important part of my life. It was kind of core to who I was for so many years and to completely give it up. But to go now as an adult and you're not, you know, you're, there's, you're not going to play profession or anything, but you're just playing for fun. It is freeing. And it's funny what comes to me after when I'm driving home. Um, you yeah. know, like, so, you know, and I think, so, so that's a really good advice. I, I really like that. Yeah, and I'm, I ju- I just, I'm just kind of, you know, I think it, you, to your point, Wayne, it, each of us will apply it in our own way. So, um, so people know how to get a hold of you. Uh, thanks so much for, you know, the banter. Um, I can't wait for you and Greg to get connected. I think I, and we, we, we have met a number of times, but it's, we've never sat down and really talked and, uh, you gotta check yeah. out this Lego buddy. Oh, like, you'll love it. Oh, 100%. It's so, and, and culturally it's so Hemming's house. And I, I want to say uh, as well uh, to you, Wayne, thanks for your uh, transparency and vulnerability uh, about talking about a little bit about your pain story, yeah. you know, uh, and because it's so important for us to share those stories for so many other people who are going through the exact same thing. But also, how awesome is it to hear the uh, the uplift that comes out of it, like the good that comes out of it, maybe two years later or, or whatever. And I, I think we all of us need to be more vulnerable and share those stories more. Uh, and that's one way that we as a community are going to actually be successful, uh, you know, as a region as well, is to not just share the, 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 the success stories that always sound BS, you know, let's start sh- yeah. sharing all the stories of, of all the stages. So thanks for that. Well, and you know, yeah, yeah totally. And it, and it's one thing to talk about, you know, as we've mentioned in past podcasts about, you know, like you were saying, referencing earlier, Greg, you know, f- you know, fail fast, da, da, da. It's a whole different thing when someone comes on and says, Here's what I went through. Here's what I'm coming out of. So yeah, yeah, very good point. Uh, awesome. You know, it's it's interesting when it when when adversity happens and you fight because you don't want it to end or close, whatever. But that door will close, and when it does, another door opens. And it it's hard though to see that at the point in time you're in it. I, I, you look back in your youth when things would go wrong, and your parents would say, "Don't worry, it's going to work out." And you go, like, "Yeah, be quiet, whatever. Don't bother me, you know." But it always did. It always will, and it always does. And you just have to have the right frame of mind. And, and it, it, it's funny that you say this because every once in a while we we challenge our uh, producer Matt Weber to uh, to to end with a song to go over our uh, our takeaways and when i get in those places those dark places seth godin calls it the the lizard brain when, when, yeah, you're, when yeah. you're in that place where you don't see the light and you don't think doors are going to open or you think like the pressure is up i bob marley comes into my head every time with don't worry everything's going to be all right and then another little little voice in my head goes everything is iri and uh <laughs> So I th- I think I think if, if if Matt actually listens to the podcast right to this point, he, he, he needs to put three little birds on to let us go out because everything's gonna be everything's gonna be Irie because 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 Wayne Jago has gotten through it and so and so will all of us. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Excellent. Enjoy welcome, enjoy guys. enjoy the Bob Marley uh, uh, role here. Will do. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. See ya. Um, so takeaways. Mr. Hemmings, I mean, what a what a what a totally authentic, great guy, hard on his sleeve. Um, you, you, you know, I mean, I hope people can. You've met him in person, um, but I hope people get the passion this guy has. Um, you know, via the this this medium. But I'll tell you, when he's in front of a group, and I've had this experience. I mean, he has an ability just to, to captivate you. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to actually getting him in to, uh, to work with our team. I think that would be really, really cool. Because the message is so clear 
Uh, so, so good. Anyway, I, I really do uh, appreciate uh, uh, Wayne tell, sharing that story. Uh, and it reminds me to continue to, to always do that. Like, what are, what are we hiding from? I, I cannot uh, tell a bullshit story. Because I don't know if it happens to you, but people come, oh, you must be doing so good. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, we're doing really great. But, like, there's, there's struggle. I almost don't know how open I should be with, with it. But if it's the right person, being open with the challenges you're going through, it's a very human experience. And yeah, I encourage people to be more like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and you don't, you know, you don't, you don't want to be, you, you know, things are great, but it seems like the classic line, everything's good, you know, whether it's good or not. So yeah. it's, so yeah. And, and, and actually people are uncomfortable when you say, yeah, it's going, yeah, it's going okay. There's a couple of bumps. I'm, um, you know, oh, really? And you can just see the, there's an awkwardness in that. So, yeah. Um, well, it's converted to small talk now. That's why I hear everything's going great, which I appreciate. It's actually nice, nice to hear, but you don't, yeah, I, I feel uncomfortable not being transparent saying, Things are going great, but you should see the problem I've got over here that I'm dealing with. But that's what we do as entrepreneurs. Right. Like, that's the part of the joy of it and, and the experience. Yeah. So this is good. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's meet close soon. Let, yeah. How about, uh, how about in a few minutes outside this, this uh, voiceover box that we're not allowed to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And Thank you. Please share. Talk yeah. to you later. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.